Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. All right, I am so honored to have Alicia Brown with me today. Alicia is a massage therapist and heart-centered entrepreneur since 1994. She owns A to Zen Massage. It's an award-winning wellness spa in Greensboro, North Carolina. She speaks and writes about business, marketing, professionalism, empowerment, and self-care, all things that I am so into. She is a mentor, a motivator, and she works with select individuals and companies that need targeted inspiration, creative empowerment, and thoughtful guidance to achieve their goals. Felicia is a best-selling author and co-author of many books, including Breakthrough, Wisdom of the Soul, which features her story, Quacking Up, which we are going to talk about today. Felicia, thank you for being inside the healing room with me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I tell you, just listening to the way you read that bio, it gave me goosebumps and actually brought tears to my eyes. You sound so sweet and nice about having me on. I mean, thank you. I'm honored to be here. But um, it's nice to be to feel appreciated. So thank you for starting my day like that. Well, I so appreciate you. And I think this is a good thing for people who are serving and leading and making a difference in their community to know that, you know, you just, you've been leading the way for people like me that do what I do. And it means so much to me. I mean, you know, you were ahead of me in this whole journey. And by the time I came on the scene, like I graduated massage school at the end of 95. And then I was, you know, really getting into into it in our area, in our community in 96. And you were the trailblazer. And I just appreciate that so much. I mean, I remember, and this is a funny little story that you don't know, but I guess it was your place, like renting a room, you know, and doing um, massage therapy work in the place that you had, I guess it was around 96. That was the second place I ever saw clients. Like I started out in a chiropractic office and you left a message on my, like, this is back in the day. This is like, we had answering machines, you know, that you came home and like, boop, like played your (laughs) answering machine. And you left me a message and you were like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in need of some therapists. And would you like to rent some space? And my husband at the time, he's not my husband anymore, but my husband at the time was listening to your voice. And he said, that lady right there, that woman's going places. <laughs> wow. And you certainly have. And you've just been inspiring me all along the way. And I've been looking forward to having this conversation because you know how it is. It's like healers and, and people who are being holistic entrepreneurs, we're, we're busy. You know, we hear about each other and we hear about good things that are going on. But I'm so thankful for what all you've done for the massage community and for holistic healers at large. Thank you. Wow. Well, I'm just taken aback. Well, you're welcome. And I, that message, that story about that message is so funny. Um, I don't know what it was in my voice. I bet I just sounded very focused. <laughs> I had to get... <laughs> yeah, and you were, you were building. I mean, we, we came on the scene doing this kind of work at a time that not a lot of people have been doing it. Number one, as long as you have and loving it and being totally lit up and 
fulfilled by it and able to help so many other people. And I just want you to share with our listeners, because a lot of these therapists that are going to listen to this are like, wow, what was it like back then? And what has your journey been like? I want to know too. This is something I don't know. What got you interested in massage therapy in the first place? Um, Well, pain, (laughs) to be really honest, um, as far as like pursuing it as a career. But if I think back to even my early childhood, I was always doing healing on things like on people or pets. It was just something I was drawn to as a little kid. I think I kind of thought I was like a Tabitha from Bewitched or, or I Dream of Genie. I always wanted to be someone with special powers. And so I kind of embodied that idea, even as a child. So I was always putting my hands on animals or friends or whatever. Then I, I took a class in junior high or what we called it middle school, in middle school for, I think it was called relaxation therapy. And we learned to do foot, hand, and face massage, as I recall. And I was really excited about learning skills. And I went home and remember giving my mom a hand massage. And she was just completely blown away by what I had learned in school. You know, had an interest in it from childhood. But it wasn't until experiencing pain of my own and getting relief from it through massage that I really started thinking that maybe there was something more in my life. And long story short, I'm an acupuncturist that I still go to, Tracy Pack in Greensboro, suggested I go to acupuncture school because I was so interested in alternative care and healing. And um, I just thought, gosh, you know, I can't, I don't see myself sticking anyone with needles, but I like massage. You know, I like receiving it. I like doing it. I think I could do it and serve others that way and live authentically with, you know, all the time, be myself at work and at home. And so I just started exploring it and boom, I went to massage school and here we are 27 years later. (laughs) And you still love it? Well, you know, love is an interesting thing. You know, I kind of like, if you think about a romantic relationship, you know, there's different phases of it. Like you start out and you have this infatuation and you kind of learn more about your partner and then you're like, oh, this is it. And you dive in with just reckless abandon. And everything else in your life just fades away for a while. And then you commit to it and you become more serious and, you know, you're taking steps to really solidify it. And then over time, that love kind of changes. It's more like a place of comfort. Maybe you don't have the, you know, goosebumps and roller coaster ride feeling in your stomach every time you're with your partner, but there's a deep constancy to it that um, provides stability and peace in your life. Gosh, I'm getting choked up just saying this. So (laughs) to me, that's kind of like what my love affair with massage has been like. You know, 27 years is a long time. And there's so many pieces of it that I'm passionate about. But it, it has changed over the years. You know, I don't pursue it with the reckless abandon that I did when that message was left on your answering machine. <laughs> Probably not. But there's still a deep abiding love and support and constancy in it that has become richer over time. It's just it's not all consuming in the same way that it was early on. So I don't know if that answers your question. But it does. Yeah. It, what has amazed me both in that as well as marriage, because I'm married to a pretty constant sort of guy, is that it's taken me on a journey I would have never expected. 
And some of that has been the highest of the high and some of it has been the lowest of the low, but it's been an incredible trip and one that I'm so grateful I'm on. Oh, I I relate to everything you just said so much. And it is such a journey. And and I feel like I want to touch on too that you do consulting and coaching for spa professionals and and healers, people who have holistic healing businesses, right? I do. Okay. And that's Spa Lutions. Is that is that the name of your company? Spa Lutions? <clears throat> yep. Spa Lutions. So, you know, one of the things about the journey, and I kind of put this out there for people that are in the industry now, maybe especially in this weird time that we're in, where hands-on healing is not as easy, practical, or desirable, perhaps, um, as it normally is. And so we're faced with like all kinds of questions about how to live and how to work and whatever. Consulting and writing and teaching are all things that I added to my toolbox as I went along. And uh, I'm drawn naturally to all of those things. I'm a helper and I love helping people succeed. I have a lot to say, which is why I'm a writer and a speaker. And so these things uh, just kind of naturally added themselves to my practice. They may not be what everybody is drawn to, but I really think it's important for people in this industry to look beyond their hands on table work, whatever you may be on a mat or some other surface or who knows how you do your work, but you have to look beyond that trading your physical labor for money one, but also thinking of that that's the only way you can help people. You have to move beyond that right now. And I think really for the future. And so for me, consulting is one way that I can help more people. My passion, you know, if you really want to tap into what I'm passionate about, massage therapy is a vehicle, but what I am passionate about is helping others succeed. And that could be in business. It could be in life. It could be in health. It could be in their state of mind. You know, I'm right now I'm reading a book all about soul healing and, and pursuing soul coaching. Um, I've taken life coaching or I'm a certified life coach now too. So I kind of look at that, the coaching and consulting that I do as a holistic way of helping people beyond the hands-on. You know, it, I can't help everybody on everything, but I probably know someone who can help people on things I don't do. So I'm a great referral source too. I like to pass on what I'm not good at. I love that. And you're helping in all kinds of ways and providing a great example of pivoting and being very resourceful with whatever life gives us, <laughs> whatever we're dealt with. You're, you're making the best of it. And I know I, I've just been so excited to talk to you about this because I know how much you have to share with people who are just starting out if they're opening a spa, which, oh, my heart goes out, you know, to anyone who's just now getting in the business with what our industry has been going through. But all along the way, uh, yeah, I want so many things I want to ask you, but like opening a spa, selling a spa, you know, before that managing people like me who were just getting started and, and having a space where, you know, lots of therapists came in. And then if I'm not mistaken, because I can't wait to hear about this too. Did you move out of the country for a while? Cause, oh my gosh, I wish that, I so wish that was true. Okay. All right. I don't know why I heard that. Like she went to France or something like that, but I know that you sold one spa and now you have another one. And I can't wait right. to hear, you know, through, throughout all of this, I can't wait to hear like what rich experience you would give 
for someone who is is just beginning in this industry because you've experienced it all, I'm sure, the ups, the downs. What is it like for you now? Well, gosh, that's hard. I don't even know. Every day is a roller coaster ride. <laughs> I just try to embrace the moment I'm in and hang on um, because you just don't know what to expect. But, you know, I mean, I, I know I haven't had all the experiences because new things keep happening. But if I could pass on any, any wisdom to someone that's starting out new, well, first of all, I think you're really lucky if you're just getting into this right now, brand new. This is an incredible time to be the first at something. And it's also wonderful to be new at this time because you don't have a lot of preconceived notions about what it's going to be like. I think one of my struggles as a business owner right now and massage therapist is I've been doing this for so long that my habits are ingrained and it's really painful to try and change. It's not that I'm addicted to them, but I I liken it to when I quit smoking 26 years ago, 27 years ago almost, that you've got this dependency on the way things were. And as soon as you stop that, it is like you go through major withdrawal. And to try and do any activity in your world a different way, it's hard because you're so used to this additive, you know, of your business the way it was. So if you're new getting into this, this is really awesome because you get to set things up from the beginning and create processes that work with right now and you don't have to go and change a lot of stuff. I think you probably are going to create business models and practices that are forward thinking. And I can't wait to see what, what people come up with. I, you know, there's so many possibilities um, that I think exist for me right now. What I try to do every day and what I encourage anyone in business to do is really focus on your passion. You know, what is it that kickstarts your engine in the morning? What is it that will help you push through every challenge and problem on your plate. I can tell you in between the spa I have now and the spa that you've referenced a couple of times, my first spa, there was another one that I opened in 2008, right before the economy crashed. And we'll just say, let's just say it wasn't a pretty experience. I mean, it was beautiful to start out with, but as soon as the economy crashed, things, you know, footing came out from underneath and it, I was just struggling immediately. It was a very painful financial experience, uh, emotional on a lot of other levels too. But what I really learned out of that, besides I'm, I'm a true survivor, is that if you aren't passionate about something, then you shouldn't be doing it. You know, you, you have to tap into what, where your passion is because that's when it's going to give you that energy to persevere. And I just really wasn't passionate about that particular spa. There's a lot of more backstory to it. I won't go into, but those, those who've heard me talk have heard me, probably heard me talk about it. The point is that passion is a real fuel and it's vital. And in this current experience of COVID, what I've added to that is joy. You know, passion, it sounds kind of like joy, but I don't think it's the same. And I've really learned to tap into that joy. And that's what really is my driver these days. Oh, I love that. And that's such great advice and such a hopeful, exciting perspective for people just starting out. I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Of course. Well, and you know, I will just add to that a a business colleague, actually the um, gentleman I went through spa consultant training with shared a perspective that has never left me. And he said, you know, people get into business for one of two reasons and, and often both of these. And that is, they either go into business 
for money or to, you know, for a sense of enjoyment, like they're pursuing their passion or their dream or doing something they really want to do. And so if one of those things, at least one of those things isn't true, why are you doing it? So, you know, if your business isn't making money or it isn't making you happy, then you shouldn't be a part of it. And so if you think about that from the outset, like, okay, well, what am I going to be happy doing and what will I make money doing and create a business that has the potential for giving you both? That's really the best outcome possible. And there's lots of other good things that can can come from a business, but being happy and making money are kind of important. So be sure that whatever you're setting up has the potential to do to do that, or at least one of them. I love it. And I love that you see exciting changes on the horizon that are positive for our industry. That makes me so happy, <laughs> really. That's, you know, because of all the things that we've had to adapt and adjust and go with this year. I want to tell you, I want to thank you for letting me read your article that's coming out in your publication. And I I want you to tell people where they can find this because it was so encouraging to me and it was so heartfelt and open and honest of what this year has been like for you, for someone so successful, so driven, so on it, and always just like tackling your goals and the next thing you want to do, you know, just owning your life, you know, truly like someone who just owns her life like a boss, you know, in every way and all the ways that you help and impact and lead other people. But to read your story of the struggle and how mm-hmm. you're so used to helping and it, you know, that feeling of like, oh, what can I do? Will you tell our listeners a little bit about this new publication? Sure. Well, the short kind of intro to that is that, and I thank you for not wanting to spill my story so much, but I'll say, you know, even since I was a teenager, I have struggled with anxiety and depression all throughout my life. And it sometimes coincided with bad boyfriends, sometimes <laughs> not, um, sometimes coincided with business problems, sometimes not. But, it, you know, it's been an ongoing thing. But over the last, especially the last five or maybe even 10 years, I've really learned to manage it well. And don't have a lot of problems for the most part. But with the whole COVID situation, the shutdown of life as we know it, I really got thrown into a deep depression. And um, just getting out of bed struggles some days. I mean, it still is sometimes, honestly. You know, I I have my moments. But um, one day I was just feeling really bad and just thinking, God, what could I do to feel better? I'd give anything to feel just a little bit better. And I had this memory pop in my head of, a rubber duck race that I was a part of in Florida um, at the Florida State Massage Therapy Association State Convention. And this is several years ago. And it wasn't the duck race so much necessarily that was fun. It was just the environment and the people and the silliness that was around the ducks. And I thought, oh my gosh, that was so fun. Oh, wow. I've got two of those ducks on my bathtub. Let me, let me have a duck race in the creek in my yard. Let me just go do that. Maybe that'll make me feel better. And so long story short, I had a little duck race and it did help me feel better eventually. And I started doing duck races in my yard. So I had, at the time, I had five rubber ducks, two from that race and then three others that I had picked up from various places. There's actually one of them is a whale. He's not a duck, but you know, they let him play, play with them all the same. But anyway, um, so we started, my husband and I started doing these races in the creek in our yard and just for fun, I started filming them and broadcasting them, like 
doing like a sports caster does, calling <laughs> them out. And it's just sort of turned into this part of my life I would have never expected. So just as an example to that, now the Ducks, when I travel, I, I've gone away a few times during the pandemic, mostly coastal or sometimes the mountains with my, to see my in-laws. But the Ducks travel with me and um, we have photo shoots <laughs> wherever we go now. Um, the dream team, the dream team is they, they like it. They're enjoying the trip and um, they've just enriched my life in this way I would have never expected. So I won't say I'm the crazy duck lady. Uh, my official title is the the Duchess of Duck, but um, <laughs> I love it. It's turned into this part of my life I would have never expected. And so the story that you're referencing is in a new book um, that came out in the beginning of October. It's called Breakthrough: Wisdom of the Soul, and um, it's written by myself and seven other authors. And they're all different stories about basically coming overcoming some sort of dark night of the soul or quest in life to kind of really know who you are. It's pretty exciting to be a part of it. I think it's really helpful and so encouraging to see how you've connected back in with play and something that lit you up, just something so simple. Like you mentioned in the story, how the first time you saw it in Orlando, you were like, meh, you know, okay, all right, some ducks, like whatever. But just how great is that, the opportunity that is at hand we have to find what lights us up and connect back with that childhood wonder and creativity. And I love it. You were just doing what felt good, period. Exactly. Well, and you know, I mean, it's not just a matter of racing the ducks. I mean, that's fun. You know, who who cannot enjoy watching little rubber ducks swim down a, a creek? I mean, it, yeah, it's silly, but so what? It's funny. But it's been more than that. It's really helped me tap into my creativity in a way that um, I hadn't in a long time. And um, I've written a lot about the ducks. I have ideas for these photo shoots and videos. I just yesterday filmed a video for TikTok, um, which I'll give you the link to so that you can see some of my silliness or and those listeners can. And just started, you know, thinking differently. Example of just how my brain has focused on things differently. I was riding down the road with the ducks. When we go places, they like to sit on the dash so they can see where we're going. And this is the dream team, I should say. I actually have about, I don't know, 45, maybe 47. I don't know. We lost one recently, so I have to redo my count. But the main five are the ones that travel. So they like to sit on the dash where they're, you know, where they can see the, the scenery. And uh, I was listening to Spotify, just some, some sort of old school tunes. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I hear their theme song. And I can see, like, the whole, like, movie montage music video scene just playing out right in front of me. It's pretty amusing. And um, I don't know. Who knows where it'll take me? And what's so cool about that is how you've been able to utilize the time, like creativity, like you said, you know, tapping into other things. I love asking therapists, you know, hey, what what have you gotten? What blessings have come from maybe being outside more than usual? Because usually we're, you know, in dark treatment rooms and, you know, I've grown my own food for the first time this year, you know, and just, just those kind of blessings that are there if we want to step into it. And another thing I really like about I want to say this about your business because I'm a customer of your spa. I've received from a couple of your therapists there. And 
over the stay-at-home time, the emails that you would send with updates and just kind of, you know, let, letting the client base know, you know, like, hey, you know, here's what's up right now. They were so warm and heartfelt and, and so human. I felt like you were taking us as your, as your spa customers, you were taking us with you in the journey and, and staying connected. And I think that that's a really important thing for holistic business owners to, to do, you know, just keep that human connection. Like no matter, you know, no matter what is going on and what other advice do you have through this whole experience? Like any words of wisdom for our people out there? Cause that's who my heart is just for is, you know, our holistic healing community, because something about you that I love is you have the heart of a healer, but you have the mind of an entrepreneur and that spirit. And having those two things together is sometimes rare to have that balance of like good business sense and healing ability too. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I'm not sure if it's balanced or not, but um, some of the consulting work I do is different than advising business owners. It's more in depth on the, I guess we'll say the darker side of our community, some of the misconduct and assault types of things that have come up. And I don't want to get into that too much because you know, I want to be uplifting, but what I've really learned about that or how it's really informed what I'm about to say is reading about how disconnected so many people are in their businesses, whether it's the therapist or the owner, or the manager or whatever, how disconnected they are from clients and how that really causes problems. And so I guess what I would say, you know, if there's a, a piece of advice, it's really just about what you're saying. The connection is so important. You know, maintaining and building connections, or building and maintaining is so important to be human, to show people that you care, to let them know that you are there for them, not just your clients, but your, your staff and your community, letting people know that you're real. And it was something I, I kind of evolved into as an owner was just telling my staff when, like when I do interviews with people, and I, I hate that word staff, my team, let me say it that way, telling potential team members when I'm interviewing them that what you see is what you get with me, that I don't play games, I, I don't BS, if I say something, I mean it, if I don't mean it, I, I don't say it. Of course, we all have errors here and there, but I at least have the intent to always follow through on what I say, and for the most part do. So I think being a real person and really connecting with clients and team members and community on that level will pay huge dividends. I'm just not a fan of the formality of service that I see in a lot of places and the disconnected service that you might see in places that do, um, like when I say places, I guess I mean businesses that are on a more profit base, like a membership model, and they don't have time to really connect with people. So I, I think whatever you can do to connect with people and let them know that you care and be you can be real with them is, to me, the most important thing. Because people will come back to businesses where they feel appreciated, that they feel a part of, where they know, like, and trust the people within it. And if you create relationships and build rapport, then clients will know, like, and trust you, right? So I think that that, that connection is super important. And I think the other part, too, is to just recognize, as I said before, there's other ways to heal besides using your hands. This summer, 
I took a yoga teacher training program, 200 hour, and don't know how I'm going to incorporate that into my practice um, at this point in time. But I think the that's one great thing that's happening is that um, trainings like that are available online. They're becoming more and more affordable. There's ways to improve your skills, to branch out and do new things. With technology, you can teach a yoga class from, I don't know, anywhere. <laughs> you don't have to have an office even. You could be out, you could be homeless with a phone and teach yoga, you know? Yeah. So that, that is really an amazing ability. And that's something that is just getting more and more accessible. So I say, you know, build your skills and just do what you can to connect with people. And the other thing I might say is, you know, if you're if you're really wondering what to do, and if you have clients or a network, you might just ask them what they need. Like, what would they, what would they want from you? And certainly make sure it's something you want to do. But if there's something like maybe you've been doing um, massage and you could move into reflexology, which is a slightly lower potential exposure for COVID, or maybe you're doing workout, you do work outside and offer sessions on someone's deck. I don't know what it is for you, but there's options available that might help to ask people what they actually want. So that's just a couple of pieces of advice. Diversify and poll your people. <laughs> Find out what they're willing to pay for. And they may not know. You might be a service they've just never even heard of. So maybe something completely new. But I think information is a good thing. And um, asking questions can really bring a gold mine of information. Absolutely. Such great advice. And that's been fun for me to do during this is to find people who were adapting and being resourceful and leading and helping and lift them up and say, okay, look, this is how it's being done. You know, we're, we are making it through this. And I think you just really exemplify staying connected, communicating with the people that you serve and lighting the way, you know, be, being the example and connection, you know, like that's so important, probably more important than ever for human beings right now, you know, is to still feel connected, even though we have all of these weird challenges, human beings need each other. And you've really, you've really shown that. And I appreciated your communication, you know, through the emails of like, Here, here's what's going on. This is what I've chosen to do right now. You know, this is why just such a great example. And if people want to learn more from you, if they are interested and what all do you offer that people could reach out and connect with you, Felicia? Well, the easiest place for people to find me is through my website. Um, they can go to FeliciaBrown.com or SpaLutions.com. So use the links that you have posted. I am on Facebook, but I've updated some of my privacy settings lately. So I'm not sure people can find me unless they're connected through someone I already know. But you can learn more about the ducks without being friends with me, uh, if you go to Facebook and look at Impromptu Rubber Duck Regatta, that there's a page and a group. Uh, the Impromptu Rubber Duck Regatta group is private, so you have to ask to be admitted, but the page is public. And I'm also on TikTok <laughs> as Duchess of Duck. <laughs> and um, that's going to be pretty much all duck-related items, Rubber Duck-related posting, I think. And you can just send me an email if you're interested in coaching or consulting. Prices are on my website, but you can certainly send me an email and say, hey, would you do coaching on this? 
and we can talk more about it, which is Felicia at spalutions.com. And your your main website is your name, right? FeliciaBrown.com. Is that right? FeliciaBrown.com and spalutions.com will take you to the same place. Oh, I'm going to follow the the rubber duck. I can't wait because that little bit of joy, I think we could all use a little bit of extra joy (laughs) in our lives. That is so cool. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, you know, I think a lot of people need permission to be, to have fun and be silly. And I I think perhaps by doing this, I'm giving people permission to be silly or to at least live vicariously through me. Maybe they're watching it as a guilty pleasure in their living room. I give you guys permission to be silly or to live vicariously through me being silly, <laughs> whichever the, you choose. The Duchess of Ducks has spoken. So we, we can right. all take that from from the Duchess. <laughs> 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 well, I tell you, I've never got a chance to to express to you how you have inspired me all these years. And it's so fun to talk to someone who's been in it longer than me, you know, it's just, and and you're still here, like, you know, with attrition and burnout rate being what it is in our industry, to have someone who lights the way and stays well and continues to learn and grow. Thank you. Well, thank you, Evangeline. And please, you know, I'd love to come back and we have a People are, if people are looking for more answers on or business type stuff or whatever, or you are, I mean, we can continue the conversation. It doesn't have to be a one and done. So I'll come back anytime. All right, Felicia, we will definitely want you to come back. Thanks for being in the healing room. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 